0: What's up, Pharmacy Nation? I'm Pharmacy Joe. Thank you for being a listener of the Elective Rotation, a critical care and hospital pharmacy podcast. This is episode 748. In this episode, I'll discuss how the use of drug-specific factor A inhibitor levels can reduce major bleeding. I have all the evidence supporting today's show linked up in the show notes at pharmacyjoe.com slash episode 748. Factor 10A inhibitors such as rivaroxaban and apixaban gain popularity over warfarin in part because of the lack of monitoring needed to provide reliable therapeutic anticoagulation. Because routine monitoring is not routinely needed, rapid turnaround laboratory testing for apixaban or rivaroxaban levels is relatively uncommon in hospitals. Without the ability to get a level in a clinically reasonable time frame, making the transition to parental anticoagulation. Coagulants in hospitalized patients must be done blindly using only average half-life and reported time of last dose as a guide. Researchers who did have the availability for in-house testing of drug-specific 10 concentrations recently published an observational single-center retrospective cohort study of hospitalized patients who were converted from apixaban or rivaroxaban to therapeutic parenteral anticoagulation with or without drug-specific anti-10A concentration guidance. The primary outcome compared between groups was major bleeding. 388 patients had concentration-guided transition to parenteral anticoagulation, and 457 patients did not. Major bleeding rates were about 80% less in the concentration-guided group at 2.2% versus 11.3% without concentration-guided transitions. This difference was statistically significant. Other safety outcomes measured, such as incidence of thromboembolic complications, were similar between groups. This is important because it suggests that even when starting parenteral anticoagulation is delayed due to elevated oral anticoagulant levels, it does not result in failure of the anticoagulation strategies to, used to prevent a thromboembolism. Based on the data collected, the authors make the following recommendations for using anti antitennity levels to guide the transition to parenteral anticoagulants. and anti-10A concentration below 100 nanograms per ml appears to be a reasonably safe cutoff for when the transition can be made. An anti-10A concentration between 100 and 200 nanograms per ml should cause a patient-specific re-evaluation of the risks versus benefits of proceeding with the transition or waiting another 6 to 12 hours before proceeding. And an anti-10A concentration above 200 nanograms per ml is caused for most patients to wait another 12 to 24 hours before reaching checking their anti 10 level. The authors emphasize these results and recommendations may not have external validity to other hospitals and that more data is needed to develop a standardized approach. Hopefully this and future studies can be used to justify the addition of drug-specific 10 testing capability to more hospital laboratories. To access my free download area with 20 different resources to help you in your practice, go to pharmacyjoe.com free. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you in the next episode of the elective rotation.